This is AgriPulse Open Mic. I'm your host, Jeff Daly. Our guest this week is U.S. Department of Agriculture Deputy Secretary Krista Harden. AgriPulse Open Mic is brought to you by Syngenta. See how we're focusing on our one planet with six commitments. See the Good Growth Plan at www.goodgrowthplan.com. This is AgriPulse Open Mic. Approaching the one-year anniversary of the 2014 Farm Bill, much work has been done by USDA officials, and much more work lies ahead for both farmers and FSA staff to meet deadlines for sign-up for risk management programs. USDA Deputy Secretary Krista Hardin says the president's proposed $16 billion in crop insurance cuts should not be considered significant and says it is critical for the administration to provide a reasonable safety net for farmers. Harden says growing up on a family farm and spending most of her professional career working with farmers gives her a unique perspective in administering new programs. Well, I'll tell you, Jeff, um, first and foremost, I am the daughter of farmers. So I understand um, just by the way I grew up um, the significance of farm programs and policies and things that decision makers in Washington really help set the course many times for what's happening on the farm and for marketing and how you're going to, to deal with just needing a safety net. So I think the background that I have had not only growing up but working for farmers pretty much my whole career in Washington um, has really helped me be sensitive, aware, and knowing that, you know, no matter how good something sounds in Washington and looks on paper, it's really got to make sense on the ground um, in Camilla, Georgia, or wherever the farm may be across across the country. So I think it's really helped me prepare me for the implementation process. But now you have a different boss and the people that you know and that you work for now are lobbying you to try to change your boss's mind. That's a little different position. It's a little different. You know, the best thing I think about agriculture is we're bipartisan. Folks come together, work together um, to find solutions. Um, it really has been um, just having a great the great network that I've built over the years here has really helped me in the job. They do come talk to me about sometimes their very specific interest, um, but we're often not very far apart, you know, and we want their input. We need their ideas. Again, we need to know if what we're thinking is going to make sense for them on the ground. So it's been a really good relationship to have um, folks I know so well who I know are going to be honest with me. They're going to tell me the full story. They're going to tell me what they need, um, if an idea makes sense to them, if they can actually use it. Um, but by and large, you know, it's really been a really strong, good working relationship with um, all the folks that I've known in, in my many years in this industry. We're coming up on a one-year anniversary of the signature of the new Farm Bill. Implementation has come a long way, but there's still yet a long way to go. How do you characterize this policy that you receive from the Congress, and how do you evaluate the process of implementation this far? Well, first of all, it, it took Congress a long time to get us a bill, but when they did, they, they, I think they gave us a pretty good bill. It's never perfect for everyone, but I think they worked hard to make it as fair as they could uh, under some of the restraints that they had, and we ended up with a pretty good package. And I think that most farmers and ranchers that I talked to, even though they're kind of curious about some of the changes and how they're going to be impacted, um, they are glad for the certainty. They're glad the safety net was uh, maintained. Um, and it does include a lot of new new tools for beginning farmers and ranchers, some of the, the key things that I work on as well. 
and we hit the ground running. I mean, the the president himself told the secretary um, almost a year ago now, um, let's get this done, let's get it done as quickly and as fairly as we can. He was very concerned about disaster and made that a priority um, for the administration to get the the benefits out to folks who've been waiting a long time, our farmers and ranchers who had really been trying to rebuild after the drought and the blizzard and the floods and all the extreme weather. So very proud that we held to and the commitment to the president to get that out in 60 days. And, you know, I traveled last spring um, to help make some of those announcements. And seeing the relief on folks' face, just knowing they were going to have some certainty that we had not forgotten them, that Washington did care, um, that's one of the just kind of small rewards you get in a job like mine when you actually are able to go tell folks, yes, you are cared about, there is concern, and Washington did not forget. Um, we hit the ground running. It's the only way I know how to put it. Um, we had time to plan, time to focus. The secretary asked me to lead the effort internally, which is just more process-oriented, but making sure that we had um, our teams in place, that we had priorities in place, that we really um, were coming together as a team at USDA, working with our stakeholders, getting input when we could and when we needed to, um, but really trying to... Um, provide the certainty in the countryside, and I think that's what we've done. we still got a couple of, you know, big lifts left, um, but we're making progress there as well, and um, I think we, we've done a pretty good job in, in working with our stakeholders um, and, um, and folks in the country to, to get this out. Secretary Vilsack shared with us in January that uh, database suggested a little over 142,000 had started to work on the, the acreage and the yield certification. 34,000 at that time had already made their choice on the ARC or the PLC program. How far along are we now? Are farmers moving ahead with their responsibility of signing up under these deadlines? Well, it's still pretty slow. Um, we've made a little bit of progress since those numbers that the Secretary shared up probably around the Farm Bureau meeting. But we are really encouraging and reminding we'll have a postcard going out in the next week or so. We're working with um, commodity groups and ag groups to hold meetings across the country. We're doing some as well and state by state to really encourage farmers. Now is the time. Um, run your numbers. There are great tools on the website um, that you can sit down at your own kitchen table in your own office and run the numbers for your operation to see what really makes the most sense. This is the first time, you know, in a long, long time, if ever, that the producers themselves have got to have to make these individual decisions with their landowners and with their their own teams to decide um, what works best. Um, a lot of them are, I don't know if they're procrastinating, but they're just waiting to see, you know, what their neighbors are going to do and if they have more information's out there. Um, a lot of them are busy, you know, um, and they're just not yet have come into our offices. So we're really, really encouraging. March is around the corner. February is a short month, and it will go quickly. So we really want our, our producers to, to come in, um, start to sign up, make sure that they know what in their mind is going to work best for their own operation. Well, at the end of the month, the 27th, uh, the deadline for reallocation of base acres and updating yield, and then the full sign-up's got to be done by the 31st of March. So, yes, we are running out of time with a lot of work left to do. Speaking of work left to do, let's let's talk about some other elements of the bill that we're kind of waiting uh, to be rolled out. Sure. Uh, are we any closer to a definition of who is actively engaged in farming. Well, the, the term actively engaged, you know, it's been around a long time and there's been a lot of debate on Capitol Hill and in other corners about how do you define that. And it does um, impact different 
um, operations, different types of operations with different complexities. Sometimes that's regional, sometimes that's not. Um, we are making progress. Our goal is still to have um, something out there for the 16 crop, but this is also whatever we propose, um, we're going to have comments, you know, so producers will have another opportunity to tell us, and hopefully they will. They'll give us specifics and how when our proposal comes out, um, how that will impact them and the operations um, in their area. So this has been um, a very sensitive but careful process. We want input. We want producers' ideas um, when they see a proposal, and I hope that will be coming out soon. Again, the goal is still for the 16 crops. So um, we're on a fast track now to try to get this um, out there um, for producers to react to. What are the things that you're evaluating in this actively engaged? Because there are many who see this as this definition as a, a clear move to a means test of who's in and who's out. Well, you know, um, it is actually fairly narrow, and I think that may be the misunderstanding from some folks who have not actually read the statute and looked at how limiting um, Congress made that. There's only a group of people that can actually be impacted um, because families um, and other definitions are included in the Farm Bill that restrict how far we can go or should go. So there's a certain, just, you know, a small, narrow um, group of folks that we will be looking at that can be impacted by this. And um, we'll see. You know, this is complicated. We want to get it as right as possible. We want to make sure that folks do have um, an opportunity to give us input. Um, but, um, it, you know, it is what it is, and we'll, we'll see how folks react to that. The White House and the President offering their budget uh, to the Congress, $3.99 trillion. How much time was spent between the USDA and the White House and how do you evaluate the budget uh, suggestions that came from the president? Um, well, the budget process, you know, has been around a long time, and I, I don't know if, if it's been this different on the administration I've been involved in, but we, you know, we work very closely internally with our proposals. We share them with the White House. Obviously, they're administration priorities, and we have to fit into an overall budget. Um, that is no different from any other um, budget process. But we um, try to have priorities. We um, that incorporate uh, certainly USDA's um, priorities incorporated into the administration's overall strategies. Um, but we communicate very, um, very carefully and very often with the White House, and we want to make sure there's safety net there for our producers that we continue to have the priorities that we've had. Um, Secretary Vilsack has had, you know, um, his focus on what is right for rural America for his entire time here, and he has not taken um, his eye off the ball in making sure that we're building stronger communities and the stronger middle class in, in rural America. You've already seen the leadership in the Congress of uh, both sides of the Capitol concerned about the president's call for $16 billion in cuts to the crop insurance program. I think farmers concerned about that, especially with the level of commodity prices that we have now. Um, I have heard that. You know, we still want to make sure there is a reasonable safety net for producers. That's very critical. We think the changes that have been proposed um, are not as significant and that we um, look forward to seeing what you know, Congress does with the proposal. Um, it, it is only a suggestion. It's something to look at and tight budget times and priorities, but clearly a safety net um, for producers is a priority. On the one side, you've got low commodity prices, which could run up the cost of the farm bill. And on the other side, you have money allocated for crop insurance. It's as if something has to give. Is that the easiest place? 
Um, it's just one place to look at. I think it's um, crop insurance is something that's very critical. It is we are more and more dependent on the crop insurance for a safety net, obviously. But all programs were, um, deserve a review and looking at where money is being spent and how it's being spent. Um, and that's just what this came up with. We came up with in this budget is a way to look at priorities and making sure that the safety net is provided for producers, but then a good review um, of this program. When I talked to Chairman Conaway, he suggested a, quote, soup-to-nuts review of the nutrition programs in inside the USDA. What would be your recommendations to him and to the committee as they do make that review? Well, um, clearly, I mean, Mr. Conway is a chair, and uh, he has a lot of new members on his committee, and he, I would assume, will be doing some review of a number of programs, not just nutrition, um, that he has a lot of educating to do um, for his committee, and we just stand ready to work with him. If they have questions, we're happy to come up and offer briefings or reviews, whatever we can be helpful. Just a short time ago, you were in New Orleans with the National Association of Conservation Districts at their meeting, uh, and I would be interested how they received you. And, and one of the idea of conservation compliance being tied to crop insurance participation. Well, um, it was fun to be with a group that I had worked for for five years. I was their CEO before coming to the administration, so it's a little bit of a homecoming for me. Um, very, a lot of excitement about the Farm Bill um, conservation programs, a lot of energy there on RCPP, just very um, strong commitment to conservation in that group, and they were very excited about um, some of the new programs and opportunities um, included in the Farm Bill. So it was good to be with folks, good to talk about conservation all day. They're feeling good right now about the opportunities that they see for conservation and natural resources on working lands. I'm going to put you on the spot here. If you were the CEO of the National Association of Conservation <laughs> Districts and you saw the president's plan to cut the CSP by $54 billion, how would you respond? Well, I think I would do like I always did when I was at um, NACD. I would just um, say, well, it's just a proposal, and we got some work to do on Capitol Hill. Sure. There are also thoughts that food safety might be consolidated inside the president's plan. Have you and the secretary talked about that, and, and is there a way to make that work? We have talked about um, the consolidation of food safety. I think the main thing that um, the president is interested in, as well as the secretary, is making sure that we have um, no duplications, no gaps, and that we are providing the best service to consumers and stakeholders um, through any approach um, in delivering food safety. So it's an idea. It's one to be explored. Um, and we're um, just very interested in seeing how Congress reacts to it. As your position and the deputy position of the Department of Agriculture, what are your thoughts on trade, trade promotion authority, the Trans-Pacific Partnership, trade with Cuba? How do you see this angle of the business and how important and how significant here at the beginning of 2015? Trade is critical for agriculture. Um, it has been and it continues certainly to be now. Um, our producers, whether they're large or small or whatever they're growing, frankly, in our country, just about is dependent on, on trade. And we have products that others around the world want. Um, I travel out of the country, and the consistency and the quality of U.S. products are um, talked about everywhere we go. So we want to make sure we continue to have opportunities to grow these markets, to be competitive in these markets. Um, trade um, TPA is just critical for the president to have. We all know that every president's had it for you know many many years. We want to make sure this president has it so he can negotiate in good faith um, with folks and get us some um, even better agreements. I was in New Orleans, sitting on that port, um, watching the barges go up and down, just seeing firsthand the commerce 
knowing that there's a lot of grains coming from the Midwest um, all the way down and going to places far away um, to help feed others um, is significant, and we uh, cannot put enough emphasis on getting TPA through Congress and um, good negotiations for our products, um, these trade agreements. Well, Madam Secretary, we appreciate so much you spending time with us here on Open Mic. And the last question is always one that there is no question. We hand you the microphone and uh, just give you the opportunity to, to speak to the masses about your perspective on the industry and other things that you see. Well, I'll just say as a daughter of a farmer and I've always worked in agriculture my entire career, um, there's always... Um, it's just an honor and a pleasure to work for, I think, the best industry in the world. We have a lot of opportunity right now with a lot of great things going on. This farm bill is giving some certainty in the countryside. We want to make sure that farmers take advantage of our programs, know it's there. And for me, I spend a lot of time thinking about who's the bench, who's the next um, group of farmers that are coming along, and making sure folks remember that USDA is here to help if you're interested in farming or ranching, that we have a lot of tools for folks, and we need to be encouraging our young people um, to get into agriculture. So um, that's what I would say, and thank you very much for the time. Our thanks to USDA Deputy Secretary Krista Harden, our guest this week on Open Mic. AgriPulse Open Mic is brought to you by Syngenta. See how we're focusing on our one planet with six commitments. See the Good Growth Plan at www.goodgrowthplan.com. For AgriPulse, I'm Jeff Daly.